Hi, friends and colleagues. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music. And on podcast today, episode 117, I am joined by my dearest friend, Michelle Marquardt DeVoe. We are talking about a plethora of things. We're talking about online lessons, the music industry, how we're all navigating these challenging times. And Michelle has some fantastic strategies for keeping our cool and just making the best of what is to come. And I want to thank Michelle for joining me. Now, before I welcome her onto the show, I want to remind everybody that Full Voice Music is here to help. If you are navigating online lessons with your young kiddos, you must visit our website. Our free resource page is being updated regularly with fun activities that you can do in your lessons. You can send these files to your families. And we are also happy to let people know that we've made available some digital downloads, sight singing superhero and vocal warmups and technical exercises for kids are now available as a digital download. We have extended the teacher licensing and we will allow you to send these files to your studio families. We are also, as quickly as possible, getting our workbooks available on Kindle, Amazon Kindle, which means you can use them on your tablets for online lessons. Please sign up for our newsletter so you are up to date with all the wonderful things that we can do to help you rock your online lessons. And now, on to our podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, my dearest friend, Michelle Marquardt DeVoe. How are you? I'm actually doing great. I'm doing really well. I'm grounded. I feel at peace. Um, I feel grateful. I'm, I'm worried. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm serious. I'm taking this very seriously, Mm -hmm. but I'm not scared. And I'm, it is scary what is happening, Mm -hmm. but I am not scared. It is, um, it is whirlwindy and crazy and unknown, but I feel grounded. And I know that sounds so weird. I really do. But I, I'm so grateful that I'm so grateful that however the universe chose to create me, it was for a moment like, like this, so that our good friends, some of them who are listening right now, who may not be built in that way, Mm -hmm. can know, can know that there are people they can anchor to, Mm -hmm. you know, um, people that they can say, even when I'm not feeling grounded, I can hold on to this pole because this pole is grounded, you know? Nice. Yep. And, and so I feel good. How are you? You have been having an adventure of (laughs) so many adventures. See, I love language is currency. Adventure. (laughs) Yes. Um, well, you know what? I, we're all friends here on the podcast. So, uh, yes, last week I went in for a scheduled surgery on Wednesday and, um, and if you want to know, the world shut down and the world shut down. Yeah. So, so I went in, um, for many, for a while now I've been struggling with, with lady reproductive parts. So I had a hysterectomy and, um, hashtag really jealous Uh, hashtag breaking up with the uterus. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I understand that you'll have to take pills for the rest of your life, but actually, no, I still have my ovaries. So I, oh, it was got, only, you got to keep the girls. I got to keep, I got to keep other parts, but there were surprises in there for my surgeon. I'm not going to get into the gory details, no, but let's, let's my not. surgeon probably has a picture of my face or uterus on a dartboard. <laughs> <Shooting darts. laughs> 
<laughs> or both. Because, uh, it, yeah, it was a complicated procedure. My recovery was longer than it expected. But uh, in recovery in the hospital, of course, is when everything started shutting down. Yeah. And I had all... I remember we were texting frantically, like, are you okay? You're in the hospital. Do you know what's happening? And I was... Well, and I had access in my room. I had access to, like, every news channel on the planet. So... and. Wow. And nowhere to go. And I was just flipping from U.S. coverage to Canadian coverage. And I was, you know, and I mean, I was pretty medicated, but it was still like, huh, (laughs) there's something going on. And then my room was right beside the nurse's station. And I have to tell you, I have to tell you, first of all, I want to shout out to everyone in healthcare because you are incredible. And I... I received incredible care in the hospital and I had some very personal conversations with my nurses and I asked them things like, how do you feel about what is going on? And uh, like, there's still a lot of uncertainty. There's still a lot of protocols that are being set up, or at least they were last week. And um, it was a scary time. And the floor that I was on when I was recovering um, had uh, two people that became um, quarantined. So, you know, it was scary. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. But um, I, I feel this. I, I feel the same way. I feel like you grounded, and I have support people. I know where my family, um, my family is and are, and I've been in touch with with wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to thank you for um, saying what you did because I think it's important that. It's important that we we celebrate our strengths now, and and I think gratitude mm-hmm. is huge now. We do have to be grateful that, you know, we were smart enough to do the social distancing, um, and we didn't wait any longer than we did. And um, grateful. I I mean, you're in California. I'm in Ontario, uh, Hamilton, yeah. Ontario. I mean, our our grocery stores are full. Um, wow. Our, yep. Our grocery stores are full. They stock them. They get things get get, you know, taken quickly. But, you know, like they've put things in place for our seniors where they can go early and go shopping bef- and and love it. Yeah. And I mean, I guess also through our church here, um, Erskine Church, there's so many people that have been reaching out to our our elders and people from our church and checking in on people. And, uh, I've, I guess maybe my, my picture window has a lot of positive. Um, and of course I see you and, and Kristen leading the troops in your forum. And I have some amazing people in my forum that have been sharing positive things and helping people who are transitioning online. Um, I and for those of you out there that are sharing your knowledge and sharing your success stories, uh, keep going. You're a hero. You're uh, you're going to help people. And um, I also um, I also got some amazing messages today from some of my kiddos. So they they were messaging me, telling me how much they missed they missed me. <laughs> I was so touched, and I was like, "This is amazing! This is an amazing opportunity. I'm still gonna sing with my kids. I'm still gonna have fun with them. I'm still gonna be able to peek in on their lives and say hi and tell them that I'm okay and they're okay, and we're gonna have some fun. So, yeah, we can do this. Yeah, yeah. I um." I think we are all more equipped than we feel like we may be sure. because of the um, kind of the what feels to the people who are uh, were not in an online model before. Mm. Having to transition to an online model feels kind of, fo- you know, like our hands are being forced, uh, which, you know, that's kind of another conversation. But um <sighs> Well, I'm just saying in terms of like online lessons for all instruments have been available and a viable option for many, many, many years Yes, Um, with many, many, many people. I'm one of those people. And um, 
I think I think it's in a way it's kind of a good it's a it's a good rebalancing Mm-hmm. that that we're all like learning we're we're all having to become better at our craft in different modalities mm, nice and and that in my opinion now that quote unquote everyone is teaching online um that's going to make a make it better for the students that's going to make oh, it yeah. better for the, the future singers the future guitar players and drummers and the future of music will only be expanded mm-hmm. because now teachers are, are equipped cr- across modality and across media. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I'm selfishly a little bit glad that everyone's kind of forced into this because I think it's, uh, I think it's good for the future of the arts. I, I agree with everything you said there. And I, I would, I'm so glad. <laughs> Just well, <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I, I prefer, and my studio is based face to face, but I have done online lessons, um, in the past due to like, uh, you know, bad weather things. And, and one of my students one time, like, you know, was just not mobile enough. And my studio is on the second floor. So, um, yeah. and I have always, always learned so much about my teaching skills mm-hmm. in those lessons it it was mm-hmm. a big the first one I'd like to share is pacing like you know in an on, in a face-to-face lesson we we want to we can push our students along we can push 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 right mm-hmm. we it's can very like, it, it's like a very fast moving it is hey, I hate to say hamster wheel because that's usually negatively associated, but well, what would be what a better, mean. yeah, like a, you know, there's a momentum to it yep. that feels different in, in person. Yeah. And, and um, rule number one with working with the kiddos is pacing. Like you cannot, you, you've got to let them learn and process things and it is so easy. And then the other thing, which I'm secretly. I'm secretly really happy about is that like not a not accompanying your students you shouldn't be doing that oh I thought you were gonna say you don't have to wear pants that is also fantastic (laughs) but no like I've always advocated for a lot of acapella singing, unaccompanied singing, where students yes. truly get to hear their voices. So many of us play the piano and we only give our students a place to hide. So sometimes Woo! some... That's yeah, a good word, Nikki. It is, but they are. Some, and sometimes sometimes it's it's more for the teacher than it is for the student, right? So if I'm playing the mm-hmm. piano for you, I can... I can th- I can rush you along, right? And it's very easy to sing a very fast arpeggio with the piano playing. But when you just give them a note or ask them to hum a note and then sing an mm-hmm. arpeggio, well, now yeah. you need ear training. Now you need now you need the confidence to sing without that assistance. And they're mm-hmm. going to show you exactly how fast they want to do that and how, how comfortable they are. So online teaching has always been a huge a huge level up in my skills as a teacher. And the other thing was getting to see kids in their home environment, how they're set up, especially my teenagers. Like, yeah, like some of them were not set up for success at all from not having anything to play their music on, from not having a music stand, from not ever using their music. Like, you know, we, mm. I remember, I remember starting an online lesson with one of my students and I'm like, Hey, where's your music? And she's like, um, I think it's in the car. <laughs> I'm like, and I, and you know me, I'm such a sarcastic person. I'm like, so, Hey, asking for a friend, is that where it always stays? <laughs> Right. And there was just like so much information silence, in you know, and, and again, I, I was able to sit down with the family afterwards and go, hey, this was a great opportunity to see where we might make some improvements. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe effort up 5% from zero. <laughs> right. 
That's I know I'm going to do something with the students that were primarily in studio students. Um, and, and I'm transitioning them to now online students. I'm doing a thing where we, we did our first lesson where we walked through the tech and we had all the questions about, you know, cause that's what I, I do that in the lesson because mm-hmm. to me, that's part of the mm-hmm. part of the lesson experience is yes. this is how you use this technology. This is what this does. This is what having a mic does or doesn't do, you know, all of kind of that learning about the technology. Cause that's a skill they're going to need anyway. Right. So it's like, okay, you know, we're just expanding the scope of what I'm, I'm teaching. Um, the second lesson, which will be next over the next couple of weeks is there, they have to have their lesson on a a device that they can move around and they're going to show me their practice space. Oh gosh, I love that. Yeah. And we're going to set it up. I'm going to be like, okay, you know, let's put, what about that thing over there from the corner? Um, can you bring that over to your desk and then the computer can go on your desk or whatever? Genius. And yeah, so we're just getting what's an ergonomic way. Okay, when you're practicing, how are you using usually sitting? Oh, you're sitting on your bed. Why don't we go ahead and use your yoga ball instead? You oh, know, different. Brilliant. And um, I love that because part, I mean, this this is in a regular lesson. I mean, a regular lesson experience from, and when I say regular, I don't mean in person. I mean like a usual lesson experience journey for a voice student. Mm -hmm. They are, they want to, they have to learn how to practice, right? Like that's one of the things we teach. Um, I just wanted to be clear that I wasn't saying in person was regular because I didn't want that to be confused in this conversation. It's all good. Um, so in, in a usual pedagogical, pedagogical, journey, learning to practice is one of those things. And I found early on that when I started to dig into what it was like to practice for like, Mm -hmm. what, where are you practicing? What room are you using? Like, I remember once online student, the only online student I had, he was in Utah. He started out in his bedroom. And then one day we just moved to the kitchen Mm. and it was like, so much better. Like he could hear himself better because it was hard services and it was the shape of the room was more like a long, uh, rectangle, which is more acoustically present. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, okay, lessons in the kitchen from now on. (laughs) Isn't that lovely? Like, I mean, it seems like a simple discovery, but those are like huge things. And I would like to add that I know our people and I know teachers out there who are thinking, well, that's not a valuable first lesson or second lesson. You know, I have teachers out there that are like, that are like, oh no, we got to do technical exercises. I think we need to Mm -hmm. remember. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, I, I think we have to remember. And certainly one thing that I learned is and I certainly have a greater appreciation for it now. Oh my goodness. Before I had a child, I had a lot of opinions about parents and <laughs> and what they needed to do and now I right. now I totally appreciate that kids are not helpful. <sighs> so I've done that. I've had the same experience with a few of my students which is, you know, this is not a viable space. What could we do to create a better space? Because parents have probably asked them to do the same things, but have gotten the typical, yeah, whatever mom or whatever dad fight. Right. And that's why I love having the wonderful relationships because I can say to my parents, look, if she gives you a hard time about this, this is what I've told her and this is what she needs to have. So it's not a mom's telling you to clean up your room. This is, This is logistic stuff that you need. And if you want to practice, practice well Mm -hmm. and practice, you know, learn how to learn, like apply yourself and do it properly. And and they do need guidance. Our our kiddos, our kiddos and our teens, they they do need that assistance for setting up a a space that's clean and organized. I mean... I've been to people's houses before this COVID-19 thing. I think some grown people need some assistance with setting oh, up the amen. houses. Right. <laughs> and by some people, I mean myself. <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. No, I mean, hey, I have hired a professional organizer because I'm like, this closet is a thing that does not need to be. And I just what help. Right. 
I and that's and that's amazing. I mean, we have a very very small house. Bunny trail. Yeah, I know that's Sorry. fine. Um, we have a really small house, and trying to keep it organized and viable in all spaces is very challenging with limited storage and 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 the other thing for us and again this comes up with our students and they're practicing is you know do they have a a private space like we have very little private space here yeah very little everything is open concept and other than our bedroom it's like you can wander into somebody's space when they are working or working out or having a nap on the couch and it's it's not conducive to you know having alone moments (laughs) I mean I hear you it's interesting I I think this is so it'll be very interesting to see how this um new reality which I know we're going to talk about this kind of I know we kind of talked about online lessons for for a few minutes but I know we're jumping into the unplanned future thing but I'm very curious to see how this changes the way we design spaces Ooh, interesting Because, um, you know, like you said, open, I mean, that's like all the rage right now is open concept. Mm -hmm. I mean, our home is, uh, most is, is also open concept with like a big great room with kitchen on the one end and the living area on the other kind of thing. And that's very, very common in kind of newer build in the last 10, 15 years. And it's not going back. It's not going, Mm -hmm. I don't see in any, like there's a bunch of new build where I live and, you know, we go to the models because, well, not right now. We don't go to the models, but, you know, before <laughs> we go go to the models and look at them, you know, just see what are, what are they building. And they're all very open concept. So I'm very curious to see how our um, – it's very easy to live in open concept when, when your time in your house is limited. Mm. It, it feels good to live in open concept because – Yes, we're gathering. Yes, we see each other when we when we come home from being out and about all day long at our jobs and our rehearsals and our school and and our errands. We want to have that sense of seeing each other's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I don't know about you, but the open concept thing over here <laughs> has been a little bit. A little bit challenging because of what you say. It's like you literally cannot go anywhere in the house without hearing another person, Mm -hmm. even even in a closed room, you know, like my office studio or my husband's office studio or the kids' rooms or whatever. Even in – my husband doesn't have an office studio. Why did I say that? Um, Even when you close the doors, it's still open enough that you can, like, hear – Mm-hmm. what you know what's happening inside mm-hmm. each room or what's out there so it'll just be interesting to see if if because uh, I, I can't imagine that we'll magically not we'll figure out a way to build more houses they're, that they're going to figure that out for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. and I and I can't imagine that more housing is magically not going to be needed no. you know okay. so when they figure that out I'm curious to see how this new reality of being together all the time um, has changed what we find valuable in our living space. Oh, good point. It's going Thanks. to be. I felt really smart saying that. No, it's uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how everything changes. Every, like, you know, how we support businesses, how we consume food, how we, yes. you know, how many people are starting about to think about their backyard gardens as more than just a hobby, but perhaps something that's truly important. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really, do you think we should jump? Do you think we should take this opportunity? It's such a good segue. Do you think we should officially segue into our topic? Yes, we should. Sorry, we could talk about the wind every, and just blow with it every day. <laughs> I know. I love it. All right. So, yes, let's let's transition into our topic because I think it's timely. And I think for many people, it's going to really maybe put things into a better, clearer perspective. I hope so, too. So our planned topic today is how do you live in an unplanned future? How do we sit in this moment 
when so much is like WT swear words. WT swear words. Yes. When everything is, everything is just, yeah. Everything changed on a Mm -hmm. dime and it's going to continue to keep changing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we had just, so the segue is this, that we were just talking about like spaces, living spaces and, you know, uh, online lessons and space of the online lesson. And then we were talking about, okay, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, the living spaces change and then, you know, into the ways other businesses is. And this is what I was going to bring up around this topic is that I think it would behoove everyone to allow themselves some grief and mourning Mm. to the old, to the, the, the quote unquote old way of living. Mm. So no matter what happens, and, and this is meant to be a freedom statement and not a, um, this is meant to be a freedom statement to you listeners is I want to free you with this statement. No matter what, we are not going back to the way it was. No matter what, what was two, three weeks ago is not going to be what is on the other side. Mm -hmm. However long this is. And so holding on to what has, what it was like, Um, give yourself permission to grieve and mourn whatever was wonderful about that, that you want back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Give your, you know, give yourself that moment where you're like, I really liked this about the way that I was living before. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. I could just go out whenever I wanted and eat fast food three times a day. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. I really liked I didn't do that, although that sounds really fun right now. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what I wouldn't give for a Jim Boy's taco. Mm. Um, they make these great vegetarian tacos. But anyway, uh, what – and be honest too, right? Like if you really liked something that everybody judged about your other life, just own it. Yeah. Just be like, you know what I loved? I loved going through a McDonald's drive-thru and getting a Diet Coke and nothing else. That's what I loved. (laughs) Right? Like, own it. And talk about that with your family. Like, these are the things that I will miss. Mm -hmm. These are the things that are different now and that will look different, you know, in the future. And, and, And it's okay to be sad about it. Like, it's okay to be sad that jobs are going to be different. Mm -hmm. Businesses are going to be different. The way we eat at a restaurant may be different, Mm -hmm. you know? So sitting, I mean, this is like stages of grief stuff, but in order to live in an unplanned future, we have to acknowledge what we enjoyed about the past, what we are experiencing in the present, and be looking mindfully to how we can create positive versions Mm. and different versions of what was good Mm -hmm. in the past, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I think it, it, it's probably not very wise. I'm not a therapist by the way. So I'm just saying like, if you have a therapist that you're working through this and this contradicts your work that you're doing with them, Mm -hmm. you know, flip me off and turn this podcast off. So, I'm not a therapist, but I've dealt with a lot of big change Mm -hmm. in my life. And I've definitely learned that the only constant is change Mm -hmm. and that we are fantastic. The human species is so fantastic. We are adaptable. We are um, malleable. Mm -hmm. We are creative. We are um, inventors when necessity yes. arises. Yep. And um, I, I think that this is going to, I think we're going to be okay. It's going to, we're going to suffer great loss. We are suffering great loss. Mm-hmm. 
um, and I don't want to make that, I don't want this to sound like I'm making that small. I am not. I also think, I think both and we are suffering great loss and we will be okay. Mm. Well put. Well said. Thanks. So can I give some tangible kind of things to do? Yes, please. To help, to help. So one of the things that will be really helpful is, you know, a lot of the reason why change is so hard to go through is because um, we we have a, a kind of general false uh, we, <laughs> we have been fooled into thinking that we can predict things mm. and we have made a co- a causation. Wait, am I saying this wrong? We've made a causation where there's merely a correlation when it comes to, I have planned a thing and then the thing happened the way that I planned it. Oh. Um, because oh. it generally speaking, we will plan out a thing. We'll, you know, plan and it will happen the way that we planned it. So we, Mm. we believe then if I plan the thing, it will happen, but that's not really actually true because you can plan a thing and then, you know, you forgot your wallet. You can plan to go to the grocery store and you have your grocery. I mean, very mundane, right? You can plan to get to the grocery store and get home quickly because you're in lockdown. Like, like I am, I mean, our whole state is in, um, legal shelter in place right now, which means that you, there will be legal action and, Mm -hmm. uh, stuff. If, if you are having to be, you know, sent home because you're not being wise with the time you're spending outside your house in terms of necessities. Um, so, you know, you, you can plan to go to the grocery store, you can have your list, you can be deliberate, you can maybe choose to wear gloves and a mask or whatever. And then you drive to the store and, you know, you get your stuff and then you get home and everything's fine. So you, so you have this perception as though because you planned it, it worked out. But the reality is you could get to do that again in three days and you forgot your wallet. Mm. So it's like, okay, (laughs) you know, or the light goes out and they, you know, there's two workers trying to do some, uh, electric electrical work to fix Mm -hmm. something because of of a power necessity or something. So, but what happens is we generally plan things. They generally work out the way we've planned them. And so it teaches us that if we plan, then it will happen. Mm. But that's not really, that's not real. The reality is as we are all experiencing, anything can happen at any time. And so therefore just because we planned it, doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Mm. Now, that leads us to believe that we have control. Yes. And having control feels very good. Mm -hmm. It feels so good to have certainty. It feels so good and so safe to, um, know, to have, to, for things to be predictable. Mm -hmm. So my, um, my first piece of tangible advice is take time to think about what you can actually plan Mm. and plan it. Mm -hmm. So for example, things that you can plan are the schedule of your day. Mm -hmm working from home now, when you wake up, when you go to bed, what dinner, uh, what time breakfast, second breakfast, third breakfast, snack, lunch, (laughs) second lunch, (laughs) right? Um, third lunch, more snacks and then dinner and then cocktail hour and then more snacks and then bed happen, right? You can plan that. You can plan the activities you're going to do with your children at home. Like this day, we're going to try for, you know, we're going to have reading time. And this day, we're going to have a, a board game. This day, we're going to do art. Um, and I would suggest keeping those in small chunks, like maybe three to five days out. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're getting new information and kind of new things every day. But allow that part of your body and that part of your brain that needs the, the plan to be there, give it, give yourself time to plan out things, your day, your literal day. 
And it's it's kind of funny because I promote this. You know, Nikki, I'm a I'm a huge promoter of zero based scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of any sort of abner, or you know, outside of this. And it's, it's the idea that you can literally just plan your day, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that will give you a lot of peace, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So if, if there are things that are happening, even plan the things that are, that feel unplannable. So for example, you're still trying to get maybe, because I know there are parts of the country right now that people, people are still going to live lessons, like at least in the United States, I think that's happening other places in the world too. So pretty soon we're all going to be on shelter in place. Like in my opinion, the sooner we do that, the better, because that will flatten the curve faster and we'll get over this thing faster. If we can do that all together, even when it appears not necessary, uh, not a doctor, <laughs> Right. So that, that might be just as bad as internet advice, but I think, you know, generally speaking anyway, so let's say, you know, you have to get everything online, but you don't know what you're going to do to get everything online. You can say, okay, from this time to this time, I am going to educate myself on platforms. Hmm. And I'm, I'm talking 20 minutes here, like do this in like 90 minute chunks. You know, it's a Pomodoro 20 minutes, platforms, 20 minutes, lesson plans, 20 minutes, um, the, the order in which I want to communicate what to my students and then take a little break, walk around your house. This is also like work from home tips, right? Take a little break, walk around your house, go outside, breathe some fresh air and then, you know, drink water and then go back to another 90 minute cycle, 20 minutes of thinking slash work, five minute, you know, five minute stretch, 20 minutes five minute stretch, 20 minutes, five minute stretch. Um, that that's, I mean, that's been in the on, that's been in the work world, you know, for a long time called a Pomodoro. Yeah. Um, so plan out the things you feel that you have the least control over because usually the things you, the things you feel like you have the least control over are the things that you are ignorant about. Oh, okay. Expand on that. Like if you don't, I mean, this is kind of like with people too, right? Like xenophobia and stuff. It's like, if you don't know something, you immediately have an apprehension about it Mm. because it's not familiar. So, you know, if you are transitioning to online and you've never done that before, it is going to feel very scary and hard and like a lot of lack of control, right? It's going to feel very intense and panicky because you don't know what you're doing yet. So plan learning into your day. Don't Mm. skip, don't skip from, I don't do this to I'm doing it, (laughs) you know, do your due diligence, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that mentally because obviously you're spending time learning anyway, you're, you're spending the time learning anyway. So I'm more saying, make it intentional, make it a, make it an intentional restful part of your day rather than having it be like, I have to be at the end goal right now. I have to be able to do everything perfect online in my studio right now. It's like, no, you don't, because we're in this for the long haul friends. Like this isn't going away. It's, it's not going away. Yeah. Thank you. You've got time. Thank you for saying that. I think a lot of teachers are putting undue pressure on themselves that everything has to go without, without, like without any issues for it to be viable. And I, I, I mean, it, it, that's, it, not, that's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And, and to think otherwise is you're going to set yourself up for some really bad feelings. And I love what you said the other day on the forum, or maybe it was your page. I can't remember. But you said, you know, in your first online lessons, take the time to just say, we're going to be sorting things out to be patient. Because, yeah, you know, there's no apology there. That that's just all part of it. And I also want to. I I've been thinking as you've been speaking, and I want to go back. I want to go oh, back sure. a little while. No, no, I want to go a little back a while where you said, you know, these are valuable lessons. If we're teaching our students to successfully use these platforms, that's a life skill. Oh, can I? let's talk about that for real, because first of all, self-taping is not going to go away because, okay, so here's where my brain goes. And, and I, I hope this isn't going to freak anybody out because I, I get it. I am like, this could be really cool. Like I literally am like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do Broadway now? 
Mm. Like, how are we going to do like, and I get like kind of excited. So I'm like, okay, if, if everything, let's just pretend everything has to go online forever and ever. Amen. Like, let's just pretend let's solve it that way. Mm. Because then even if we do go back to some sort of live, I mean, I'm hoping we go back to some sort of live interaction. I'm assuming we will, but then we also have another model. Mm. If we pretend like we could never go back live, then we, our brains will allow us to create amazing things. I am excited to see what happens in the film industry. Mm. I'm excited to see what happens in the theater industry. I mean, even like seeing like how that choir teacher in Chino Hills took a million hours to figure out how to put together all the voices for their choir and then made it into a choir video. Brilliant. <clears throat> Um, woo, I, th- I don't know if that, I don't know. I mean, that's awesome. I am like, this is the beginning. This is the beginning. This is, this is real. So, um, that being said, teaching our, our students now how to be on camera, how to set up their camera space, how to, um, present themselves well without over emoting, mm. without overusing, you know, how to still be vocally efficient. Cause that's another thing we can talk about too, is there's like so many voice teachers who are like, I'm so tired now because it, you know, it's a different, we can talk about that later, but, um, it's fatiguing to be online. If you've never been online before, you know, you have to learn that, but like we are teaching these kids how to do self taping. We're teaching them how to be online. We're teaching them how to how to emote poise Mm. and emote um, grace under pressure when they are online, which up until now for most, and because it's, you know, full voice for kids, you know, full voice podcast, I'll say up until now, the, the internet has been a very, very unsafe space for children. Unsafe. That's where you get bullied. It's where you're like, addicted to figuring out if you have likes and shares and all of that. Like it has not been a space where healthy, encouraging, powerful, positive experiences could occur. And now we get to change that narrative. We get to say, oh yeah, really cool things happen online. Really cool things happen on a screen. That is so uh, brilliant. I had actually never thought of that um wow thank you that's that yeah I mean I want my kids to be we did this this morning so Kristen Coffee Rondo uh, community manager of Speakeasy Cooperative for the Speakeasy Cooperative she hosted a kids snack sec, we did we called it Seco snack time and we had several members and our kids we just got online and we read each other books and we did show and share And the kids were just like showing each other the art they had drawn and they were like talking and we did a music game. And it's like that. Yeah, I want my kid to have that kind of positive relationship with the online world. Mm -hmm. And then I think our kids will be as they grow, they're going to change the way people interact online. Mm. Because now their their understanding of how to interact online is being heavily influenced by the p- positivity we as teachers get to bring to the lesson. I th- I love that. You know, it's funny, just uh, just prior to uh, our interview today, we set, we set Noah up with his own account of Messenger Kids. Now, I like Messenger Kids because of the parental c- controls. Um, and it's interesting because... Uh, we sat down with them and we were like, look, here are the rules. And I think they do a very good job in that app to set out the rules. You have to be kind and, you know, and, and permissions and all of this stuff. But uh, it's interesting. He's, he's He was texting with one of his friends. And by texting, I mean just sending goofy emoji after one another. But <laughs> <Right. it, laughs> and But what's interesting, right, it's like the whole typing thing. The whole typing and having to use words, right? Because it's it, there's words he doesn't know how to spell yet, right? So he's learning, mm-hmm. like you know, I it's, it's probably I'm probably gonna regret it because it's like, how do you spell think? How do you spell smell? I'm like, really? <laughs> but well, you know what you do is you 
Oh my gosh. You know, do you have a paper dictionary in your house? Do you actually have like, I don't think we I have... do. Okay. So here's what all, here's a tip to all people, parents everywhere. Get on your amazon.com and you order like the big fat unabridged <laughs> Webster's dictionary. And then every time your kid asks, how do you spell? You do what my parents used to do to me. Seriously. I'd be like, mom, how do you spell? Or dad, how do you spell? And they'd be like, get the dictionary. And I would have to go get the dictionary and using, you know, phonics to try to figure out where the word was, I would have to look it up in the dictionary. That's hours of fun for parents everywhere. My watching their children play with the dictionary. You just caused a uh, is a horrible flashback. My voice teacher had the I'm music sorry. had a music music term dictionary, and and every single time we went through a piece, it was on the edge of her piano. And every time we said a piece, if there was like a an Italian term or whatever, I I had to look them up. And it was like, <laughs> but what do you know now? I mean, like, are you happy for it now? Mm. No, you're not. I can tell by your face. <laughs> I can tell by your face. You're like, I know that I should say yes, but I really think yeah, it's horrible. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But no, I, I agree. I think, uh, I think this is a. It's, it's it's an important time and we as as online educators we really will set the tone for I always joke with my students I are you using the internet for good or for evil right yeah and I, and I'm and being sarcastic like are you using the internet to research your character or are you watching cat blogs like what are you doing you know, are you watching, I always, my, my teen boy. So I'm like, are you, are you watching anime or are you like checking out some online singing things? You know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I do recognize that on some level, our conversation comes from a place of, of great privilege mm -hmm. and that there is, there's a lot of other factors. Like we're, we're making a lot of assumptions we're making in the podcast. We're making the assumption that, the teachers and the students have good internet, mm. that they have computers, that yep. they have um, the resources to purchase a computer or to upgrade their internet if they should need. So I, I kind of want to say also, you know, we're being, I don't want you to think we're being, if you're listening and this just feels like a stab in the eye, I just want you to know that we see you too. Mm -hmm. Like we also, we recognize that we're speaking from a, a place of, of great privilege and an assumption here. And for you teachers and, um, who aren't in a place where resources are flowing and maybe you even live in a place where just the infrastructure is not, um, supporting your mm -hmm. online business. Um, we understand that it's going to, it's going to take a different amount of, of planning and a, and a different type of, um, creativity and kind of ground tilling to create your next version of your studio. So, and we're here, I mean, I'm here for that. That's what speakeasy is all about. That's what, I mean, I'm, I'm sure on the forum, if, if someone needs some, guidance there, but you know, we have, there are resources and there are people that can also help, um, uh, those who have less available to them in order to create their new reality. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know why. I, I mean, I know why I felt like I needed to say that, but no, I'm glad you did. And, and you're right. We forget, we think of our situation as the situation. And I thank you because you're right. There are, uh, there are, I've worked with inner city Hamilton kids and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, they don't have the, the luxury of learning online. And again, I think that this will be one of the things that we will see is how, how online learning will become available. And I know that, mm -hmm. I know that, that things will, will, will start to happen for that, you know, whether it's, you know, a lot of the schools now are paying for devices like, you know, it, it's, yes. Right. So we'll, I hope I don't come across as Pollyanna. I, I just really also believe that this has exposed for us 
ways that we can rebalance socioeconomics, ways that we can be more committed to a communal understanding of living in the world than a me, me, me understanding. Mm. Um, you know, up until this thing started, you know, kind of side note on that is like, well, I'll finish my first thought. The first thought that I wanted to finish was our governments or our charities or whoever will, will begin to now provide what is now considered an, an essential resource. Mm-hmm. Now having the infrastructure for internet, having the computers, having maybe even microphones and headphones for like ear health and voice health. I mean, I don't, I don't know how far it can go, but having those things are are now even more essential and they get, they, they will be added to the list of food and water and medications, you know, Mm. um, for learning. I mean, I, I'm very hopeful that that is going to start ASAP. Um, that was my first thought. And then my second thought was, um, you know, up until this was happening, we, we very much, um, you know, a lot of us, I don't want to say made fun. That's not the wrong, that's not the right word, but like we were aware in like satirical humor and comic strips and kind of blogs about kind of everybody's glued to their phone. Everybody's no one's having interaction and they're, you know, I can imagine comic strips where, you know, it's like 20 people in a room and they're all looking at the phone and like all that kind of thing or whatever. And, um, I'm hoping that this brings a rebalancing of kind of what it means to be online Mm. and what, what it means to be present with people. And that maybe this is enough to kind of shake that narrative and shake that kind of trajectory we were on about this, about, the siloing Mm. that, that was occurring because of, um, the individual, the individual's relationship with the phone and and the little world and the little box kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's something that can be encouraged too, is like, how, how do we get ourselves off the phone at the same time? Yeah. How do, how, how does this unsilo that experience of being online? Sure. A, you know, a very interesting point. Mm-hmm. Cause I've noticed, I've noticed I've actually been on my phone less since this, because I'm spending so much time online during the day, um, giving lives and trainings and, you know, talking to people through mm-hmm. zoom and then my voice lessons. It's like, because I'm spending more time with actual interaction online, mm. I, I, I then put down my phone um, and I put down the fake interaction, uh, the asynchronous, you know, like I put yeah. down the asynchronistic, I put down the asynchronistic interaction and I, and I pick up because I, I'm getting filled with interaction all day long. I'm, I know that I'm being a little bit ethereal and a little bit all over the place right now. So nope. nope. I, I, I think that's, I agree. I, I, I would, I would say that that's been my experience as well. I've been working online. I've been talking to a lot of people. I've been commenting on a lot of posts. I've been doing all of this stuff. I've been yeah. emailing and com- conversationing online with students. And at the end of the day, I don't want to do that anymore. And my phone is not in my hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that's a change for me because I have to admit, I... Um, I think, I mean, I've really, I've really opened my eyes to how much I was escaping into my phone. Mm. And then now that I'm having so much real interaction with people online, I'm not escaping into my phone as much. And I find that like, huh, Michelle, interesting, interesting. I think that's a a great check-in for all of us. Now, um, I, 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 we do have to wrap up, but I, I know. (laughs) No, it's all good. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for sharing your, your positive thoughts and your, your very inspiring message to people. Mm. Um, and you know, living in an unplanned future. Well, you know, you, you, you just have to, 
every day is a new day and every mm-hmm. moment you have opportunities and every decision you make is a, is a valid decision. And we got to, we got to find our people and support each other and check in when our worries are false narratives and, and, and just kind of see things as they lay, as yeah. they, as they, un- as they unfold. And, and yeah. 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 Can you, you know what? I know we have to wrap up, but can, can you just say one little thing about the false narratives and kind of free people? Like, like, can you give an example of that? Oh, so, sure. Because I think we, you know, so that it can be really tangible where it's like, this is what a false narrative looks like. And by the way, false narratives, they're like little sneaky gremlins. They're, you don't, you you don't realize you're having them. Yes. Okay. That's a really good point. Um, Michael Stone and a lot of meditative teachers will talk about the false narrative. So again, I'm not an expert in this. This is just how I, I, how I have found this information useful. So, um, for example, you send out an email. I have recently reconnected and sent out emails to my teaching studio. I've only heard back from a few of my families. So, of course, my brain says to me, Oh, no, you will not have any students. You'll have three students. Those are the only people that are going to study with you. You're going to not make any money. And what are you going to do about it? And how can these people abandon me? They know that I'm self-employed and I have given them so much of my life. And I love their children. And I love your and I love their children so much. And how can they, that my friends is exactly what a false narrative is. And Michelle is right. Cause I thought that this morning for like two mm. seconds. And then I went, Oh no, you don't. And then I, then I went, you know, my families are going to respond when it is convenient for them to respond. I have a good relationship with my families and I eagerly await their responses. And sure enough, as the day went on, more people mm-hmm. responded. So those false narratives are when we start to predict doom and gloom and we have this whole scenario that is not true. It is so, it, it's just this story that, and it's, it's all, it always comes from a place of fear and it comes from a place of worry. And that's what a false narrative is. So, yeah. so in meditative practice, when, when you're, when you're, you know, focusing on your breath or trying to relax, when a thought comes in, you don't personalize it. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, uh, I'm, nobody's responding to my emails. Okay. I'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. I know I, I'm making it sound easy, but I did, I did, I went through that today. I yeah. was like, why isn't anybody, I mean, gosh, didn't they know I was having surgery? Like, you know, you just like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you, you, and it's, and then, and then I, well, and then my go-to is anger. Like, Hey brain, you knock that off. I will put <laughs> you in the, I will put you in the closet in a box and I will lock you in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, in the how to run program, which you know what I'm, we're going to still do that. How to run your voice biz without hitting your boss program. You're nice. still welcome to sign up for it. I am adding, by the way, I'm adding a module on online business and how it's Perfect. different than brick and mortar. Yeah. And because there are like one thing that I am noticing right now is that, the, uh, you know, there's kind of, you do online business as well. So you, there's kind of this un, group of unspoken rules that we online business people um, follow mm-hmm. around content, around what should be free, what shouldn't be free about, um, and, and they're not written really anywhere. They're just kind of, you've been doing online business for a while. You pick it up as you learn how to, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm finding that there are kind of a lot of faux pas happening that mm. are, um not actually not going to be helpful for the field. So, and not helpful for your business long-term. 
because they're, because now we're an on, now you're essentially an online business. Right. Can you share people? What's the biggest number one faux pas you're seeing people? Um, giving stuff away for free. Oh, thank you. And, and, um, and it's the wrong kind of stuff. I Mm. think so in online marketing, in on, in the online business, you, your content and your information is a way for people to get to know who you are and what you do and the process that you use and the offers you have and all that kind of thing. But it is not, it, it is not the application mm-hmm. necessarily. And so what, what I'm seeing a lot of now is um, people who are kind of brand new to the online world, they, they're giving the wrong thing away for free. So they're saying, I'm giving, for ex- I'm just going to make something up. Like, I'm giving away free voice lessons. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not the thing to give away. That's what you, that's the thing that the, the, the voice lesson is the thing you sell in order to help the individual get, apply what they have learned from the free content that you have mm. provided. Right. So that's kind of just an example of kind of like, this is, this is how this is different in an online space. And so we're going to be talking about that in how to run this time. We'll see what happens. Right. It's all good. Well, Michelle, thank you so much again, popping in. This was not our regularly scheduled interview time. And uh, I know that we'll have you back in the future as things unfold. And um, to all my listeners, uh, I want to, I want to encourage you to, to reach out to Michelle, if you feel you're ready uh, to uh, level up, if you feel that you really need that assistance. And if you want to be part of an amazing community, I cannot recommend recommend um, the speakeasy enough and of course Michelle has worked with me one-on-one for many years and uh, Mm. to great success and I you know I would like to say Michelle I when when I um, when I was in the hospital (laughs) uh, recovering and watching the world shut down I Mm. I did say a, a big thank you uh, to the universe and to you, because again, looking mm. at my business coach and doing what I was told, I mean, we put things aside and as a family that, you know, is all self-employed, like we're, we're okay. We, we will be okay. And, uh, mm. I, I can never thank you enough for that because, you know, I, I have friends and colleagues and, uh, who are not okay. And this is going to be a very tough time. So, so if, if, um, if that inspires people to work with a business mm. coach, especially one that knows our, our industry incredibly well and artists very well. And one thing I will say, Michelle, you have a beautiful way of letting us know when we're being very silly without making <laughs> us feel bad about it. <laughs> well, Thank you. I'm so touched. I, I think of, this is the first time I'm will cry from no crying <laughs> on, on a, no crying. There's no crying there's in no, podcasting. There's no crying on the full voice podcast. Um, that, that really means a lot to me. Thank you. I, I'm not good at a lot of things. And I know that I know that I am not good at so many things, but I know that I am really good at helping people run their businesses and I know I'm really good at um, showing up in a way that calls people to their best selves. And I, I want to say thank you for allowing me that space in your life to use my gifts and my strengths to watch you shine. Aww. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. You're, you're, you have built something that is influencing the world when it comes to the way that we work with children and voices. And I am honored to be a part of that story. Oh, now I got to change my no crying on the podcast rule. Like, I know. Ew, feelings are gross. Feelings are gross. Feelings are gross. Feelings and on that, gross. I actually wrote a song called feelings are gross and unproductive, but that's not the time or place. No, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll send it to you someday. Anyhow, Please. Michelle, I am wishing you, I, first of all, I'm sending you a virtual hug to you and yours and your family. I will same, see same. you online. And um, 
We'll have you back. We'll have you back. Thank you. Thank you. A very special thank you to Michelle Marquardt DeVoe for sharing some wonderful strategies. I would like to once again remind everybody to visit our website and check out our free resources page as we are constantly going to be sharing some wonderful resources that are perfect for online singing lessons. Thefullvoice.com is here for you and your teaching needs through this tough time. Next week on the podcast, I'm going to be sharing a lot of fantastic activities that you can do with your students in online lessons. So I hope that you will check in next week. As always, I'm wishing you inspired teaching. I am praying that you stay well and happy online singing. Bye bye, canoe music. Canoe music.ca